The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. You can also stream the show live on the web at radiolex.us. Ember Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is November the 3rd, 2022, 401 to be exact. It is a beautiful, beautiful fall day out there, Amber, and it is officially the month of November. I know. November is the 11th month of the year. Yeah. It has 30 days, and it marks the beginning of the winter holiday season for most people. Uh Uh-huh. For most people. Now, we know officially that the winter doesn't get started till December, Uh but a lot of people consider November, well, it's wintertime. Well, I mean, that's what I say. It's wintertime. Even if the winter solstice doesn't occur until December because that's when I guess winter is officially considered winter is when the solstice comes, right? That's yeah, like the, the shortest day. Yes. But a lot happens in the month of November. Are you a November fan? I mean, you know, it's the month right after my favorite month, so I think this is like my detox month. Yeah, it, it is. It, I agree with you. Yeah. It's kind of... November's not really my favorite because October is, and it's kind of yes. a hangover from all that goodness of October. Well, and you know, then we have Christmas right around the corners. Yes. It's kind of that in-between holidays month. Yes, yes. And you mentioned before your favorite shows that we do on here are our Christmas ones. Yes, absolutely. Well, Amber, it is November. A lot happens in this month of November. November 1st it was All Saints Day. November 4th, which is tomorrow, is called Will Rogers Day. Oh. Uh, November 5th is Sadie Hawkins Day. Okay. Uh, what is that? Isn't that where girls ask guys to the dance? I always thought that. We never had one in school. <laughs> no. Thank God. I, I never, wouldn't have asked none of y'all. No I ways. wouldn't have got asked, probably. <laughs> November, that's a lot of pressure. I feel like there's more pressure to be asked. <laughs> there is. Than it is to, to ask. To because do the if nobody asks you, then that's embarrassing. Exactly. November 6th at 2 a.m is the end of daylight savings time. Gross. So set your clocks back one hour on Saturday night at bedtime. Mm. Can you believe that? Uh, it, the most depressing time of the year. So right there. Daylight savings time. We're going back. The time mm-hmm. goes back. It, it gets darker. I wish they would go ahead and do away with it. Why they haven't, I don't know. I feel like every year we have this conversation. Uh, we do. The best time is the time in April, or is it March, <laughs> when, it, when it springs forward? Is it March? But I don't like this time when it falls back. November 8th, we'll talk about this. It's Election Day. Woo! So we'll talk about the election on today's show. So don't forget to go out there and vote. Every vote does count. November the 11th is Veterans Day and Remembrance Day in Canada. November the 19th is Discovery of Puerto Rico Day. November the 24th is Thanksgiving Day. 
one of the best holidays out there. Yeah, yes. A lot of good food, spending that time with your family. November 28th is also the first Sunday of Advent. Okay. So here are some just-for-fun dates in November. Wacky celebrations to look forward to. <laughs> On November 1st, which is already passed, it was National Cook for Your Pets Day. Okay. Did you celebrate that and cook for Ralph and Fiddle? I literally cook them bacon every morning, so every day is Cook for Your Pet Day. November the 6th will be Zero Tasking Day. Oh. I'm assuming that What's that's that where mean? you have zero tasks on your list and you just relax. You can't fan to do that. November the 9th is National Scrapple Day. November the 16th is National Button Day. November the 21st is World Hello Day. November 23rd is Fibonacci Day. Hi. Mm-hmm. November Moon in Astrology. We had the full beaver moon. Yeah, there we go. Which hits home, which hits home for me because I'm from beaver. Same. Yeah, so what's a beaver moon? Hey, that's our moon, baby. It, it says in the colonial era, this was the month to set one's beaver traps before the swamps froze and beavers retired to their lodges to ensure a supply of warm winter furs. Hey. Now, we're both from a town called Beaver, mm-hmm. so I wonder if the moon shines bright on my old beaver home. On beaver tonight. You can also... Also catch a total lunar's eclipse called the Blood Moon yes. in November. It happens in the early morning hours of November the 8th. The total lunar eclipse will be visible from for much of North America. The full eclipse begins at 5.16 a.m., reaching its total eclipse at 5.59 a.m. So all you early birds have to get up to see that. The November weather, according to weather folklore, a heavy November snow will last until April. That means if it snows heavy in November, we're going to have bad winter all the way till, till April. I feel like we're setting ourselves up for a really, really cold winter. Yeah. Well, cold I can handle. Snowy, uh, not so much. So here are some some fo- more fo- weather folklores for November. If there's ice in November, that will bear a duck. There'll be nothing after but sludge and muck. If tree shows buds in November, the winter will last until May. There is no better month in the year to cut wood mm. than November. And then ice in November... Brings mud in December. Oh. So that's some November weather folklore. How about some November gardening? Do you ever get out and do any gardening in uh, November? Well, I don't know about November, but I like a little gardening. It says here that autumn is the best time to prepare your yard properly for a healthy spring growth. It's much easier to handle these tasks now than wait yeah. until the start of spring to do that. I, I agree. The birthstones in November is a traditional birthstone called the topaz, usually a yellow to amber color. Hey. Hey. The ancient Greeks believed that topaz could make a could make a wearer invisible. A symbol of honor and strength, topaz was also believed to bring longevity and wisdom. Hey. The birth flower in November is called the Christinium. Generally, Christiniums represent cheerfulness. A red one conveys I love you, and white symbolizes true or pure love. A yellow one indicates slighted love. Oh. Yeah. Everyday advice for November, it's also the start of cold and flu season. Well, we know that. We do know that. I reckon it's going around bad in central Kentucky. I've heard a lot of school districts flirting with the idea of canceling schools. I've heard a lot of people flirting with the idea of going back to masks. So it's untelling. It is flu season. It makes me really nervous. There was a bunch of kids got off the bus Mm -hmm. at my my house earlier today, and all I heard was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, 
it's just the soundtrack repeat from Trick or Treat Night. <laughs> but I was like, God Almighty. Yeah, we don't stand a chance. No. The Zodiac for November Scorpio is from October 23rd to November the 22nd. And Sagittarius is November 23rd to December the 21st. Hi. There you go. But that is some November facts for your day, the month of November. And I think it'll be a good one. Well, I hope so. I hope so too. It's it's it is one of those months that has potential to be great because the weather is still kind of up in the air between cold and hot. Uh huh. And you still got a nice chill holiday in there. Well, you got one day you know you're gonna get a bunch of food. Yes, that's a good that's a win. And hopefully leftovers. All kinds of leftovers. But ladies and gentlemen, we still have lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. You recognize this theme song from the Jeffersons? Oh yeah, I do. Yes, we covered theme songs before on this show plenty of times. We covered even the best TV sitcom theme songs. So I don't think this was one that we put on there. Should have been. Oh well, yeah. But it's a great one. You gotta love the old classic sitcoms. Sitcoms in general, they don't exist hardly anymore. We tried to sit down and think of modern sitcoms that we have today. We were struggling trying to pull some out. Well, you know, I will say I'm thankful you clarified something for me because most people don't know exactly what a sitcom is. And even today, I had to re-ask you when we started the conversation. I'm pretty sure, for the most part, you have the laugh track in there. The, yeah. In front of a studio audience. It's got to be in front of a studio audience, and it's got to be a half an hour. There we go. Now, a film major might come at me and say, well, it don't have to have a live audience. But most sitcoms have the live audience. They do. Most sitcoms, though, classic ones, were great TV. And there were their own thing, sitcoms were. For the most part, sitcoms were very, very upbeat, Mm -hmm. very funny, very light-hearted, and it was just good material to watch because it was just mindless. It was just mindless TV. Mm -hmm. You could see it, relax, watch it with your family, and didn't really have to worry about those dark, dramatic moments. Mm -hmm. But Amber, I started doing a rewatch on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's a good one. That is a very good one. And it's a great show. 98% of that show is comedy. Mm -hmm. But that leaves 2% where it has a lot of dark moments in it. Oh, yeah. And Amber, it made me start thinking of other sitcoms out there that were 97, 98% comedy. But those 2 or 3% was was dark moments in the sitcoms. Oh, and they were so dark they because were, you were used to the comedy. That's the thing. They really stood out to you yes. because you were so used to just a, a lighthearted, joking character or a real lighthearted scene. So when they hit you with a dark, dramatic scene in a sitcom, it uh-huh. hits different. You're like, whoa, it's ready. It hits different. So it made me start thinking, Amber, of the most or the darkest 
sitcom moments in history. And since I started watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, let me start talking about that. I'm almost finished. I'm on season six of Fresh Prince. But one of the darkest moments that I've seen in TV sitcom history comes from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's what I want to talk with the audience today about. I want to talk about the darkest sitcom moments in history. And we'll start with The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There was a particular episode where Will Smith's father Mm -hmm. came back to town. Now, if anybody's never watched Fresh Prince, let me give you a little background information. It was about this guy named Will Smith. He was from West Philadelphia, born and raised. And his, his mom raised him. His dad ran out on him when he was just a little boy. So he was raised by a single mom. And then he got to some trouble out in Philadelphia. So she sent Will out to Bel Air to live with his rich relatives. Mm -hmm. So Uncle Phil, who became like a father figure to him and who took him in and raised him like he was his own, was, was the, was, that was kind of who took the role of him being the the father, right? Yep, it was. Well, in this particular scene that I'm going to play, this is from season four of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and Will's dad finally just walks back into town, Mm -hmm. and he wants to have something to do with Will now that Mm. he's all grown up. Oh, yeah. So he shows back up. Will's excited. Will can't believe that his dad's actually... He's there. there. He's actually there to see him. So they start hanging out. And in this particular scene, you will see that Will, or you will hear, that Will and his father just got back from spending the day at the fair. Oh. Yes. I and, love the fair. And his dad, Will's dad, tells Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil, hey, Will's going to go on the road with me for a couple months because mm-hmm. uh, he's a truck driver. Oh. And we're going to spend more time together. And, and Uncle Phil has some words to say about it. Now, this is the first part of the scene that I'm going to play. We're back! Did you have a good time? We rode every roller coaster in the park. Yo, I almost threw up like three times. (laughs) I'm glad you two got to spend some time together. Oh, shoot. We just getting started. Ain't that right, Dad? Yep. What do you mean? Oh, my dad has to hit the road tomorrow, and I'm going to go with him. I'm saying, why should I spend my summer wasting at the Peacock when I can hit the road with my dad? Oh, hey, watch yourself, watch yourself. It's a great way for Will to see the country. Forget it. Oh, come on, Phil. The boy could use a little adventure. Excuse me, but this is a family discussion. Hey, Uncle Phil, man. Hey, 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 hey. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, Uncle Phil, that is not cool, man, the way you dissing my father like that. The hell with your father. Philip, for God's he sake. He waltzes in here after 15 years? 14. Oh, excuse me, 14 years. And acts like nothing has happened. Wake up, Will. This is the same guy who didn't think enough of you to pick up the damn phone. He made a mistake. I'm sorry that everybody can't be as perfect as you, Uncle Phil. But if I can forgive him, how come you can't? Because he's not doing this for you. He's doing this for himself. Oh, and if you think any differently, then you're a fool. Hey, hey, just cool it. Just cool down. We can talk about this another time. You know what, Amphib? Ain't even nothing to talk about. I've been waiting for this for a long time, my whole life. And ain't nobody going to stop me. Come tomorrow, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Who cares what you think? You are not my father! And then he busts through the door 
after saying that to Uncle Phil, who cares what you think? Mm. You are not my father. Ooh. And the look on Uncle Phil's face was just pure sadness. But mm-hmm. as the episode progresses, Will's getting packed. He's getting ready to go out on the road with his dad. But guess what? His dad shows up and says, oh, sorry, something's come up and we're not going to be able to do the trip. Mm-hmm. And then he walks out on Will again. And now this is... Will and Uncle Phil in the living room after that just happened. I'm sorry. I, you know, if there was something that I... Hey, you know what? You ain't got to do no, nothing, Uncle Phil. Hey, you know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good attitude, didn't I, yeah, Uncle Phil? Did. Got through my first day without him, right? Mm. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die with him! I ain't need him then, and I don't need him now. Will. Nah, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey, and I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm going to be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that, because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? And then Uncle Phil embraces him with a hug. And there's no laugh track. There's no music. The episode just fades to black. One of the most darkest scenes and moments in TV sitcom history as Amber sits over there and balls. Uh, you played that just because you knew it was going to make me cry. And, and balls. Oh, my goodness. And balls her eyes out. And there's a lot of people, when they watch things like this, it really hits home to them. Oh, especially, you know, if you grew up like Will and I did with parents that weren't there. Right. And there's so many viewers of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that could relate to Will, so Mm -hmm. this scene really hits. And it doesn't matter after all these years later, when I watched that, it did bring a tear to my eye. Oh, well, I mean, you see me. Because it's very (laughs) sad. But yes, we'll start the list with this. Now, next up on the list as one of the darkest moments in sitcom history comes from the show Roseanne. Ooh. Were you ever a fan of Roseanne? You know I was. Roseanne was one of the dark was one of the most realistic shows out there. Uh, absolutely. A- every scene in Roseanne was just very realistic. It was about a middle class family that really just faced a lot of just mm-hmm. everyday life issues. Yes. Well, this particular scene that I'm going to play is when Roseanne discovers that her sister Jackie has been beaten by her boyfriend. Ooh. Let's take a listen. Look, I'm all right, so don't go blowing this up into something it's not, okay? What happened? Nothing. Let's go eat. No. We're not going to go anywhere till you tell me how you bet that'll be. I told you I'm okay. You come over here, your back is all bruised up, you won't tell me nothing about it. How do I know if you didn't get raped or mugged or something? Does Fisher know about this? Why, why can't you just drop it? That son of a bitch. You don't understand. He beat the crap. No, he didn't. It's no big deal. It's no big deal? What are you saying? He hit you. It's not like he forgot your birthday. We had an argument this afternoon, and he pushed me a couple times. Not Fisher's fault. 
And whose fault is it? I, I can't believe it. You're you said he, You that. don't even listen to me. He said he was sorry and, and it would never happen again. Damn, Jackie, you were a cop. You heard the same crap a million times. Now you've thrown it out on me. How could you let this happen to hey, you? Shut up! You don't know the whole story. He's been under a lot of pressure lately. There's no work. And I told him that he should look for a job at a bigger company. And he told me that I didn't believe in him. And he told me a million times when he gets in a mood like that that I should just walk away. And I didn't. I just kept pushing him and pushing him. Don't say any more. What happened? Fisher beat the crap out of her. What? I'm all right. I just, like, I don't want anybody to know about it. Is she really okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. We're going to go wash your face. And there you go. Ooh, I remember that one. Another dramatic moment and a dark moment Ooh. from a television show. And, and... Again, a show that is most of the time pure comedy. Yes, turns turns very dark. Ooh, and yeah. that kind of topic. Ooh. Yes, domestic violence, and yes, how many people do you think hit home with that one right there? Oh, I wouldn't even want to begin to imagine. Probably way more than we want to think. All right, next on the list. For one of the darkest moments in sitcom history comes from one of my favorite sitcoms, Family Matters. And this particular scene uh, talks about racial profiling. Now, keep in mind, this clip is over almost 30 years old, and it still sounds like a clip that could have been recorded yesterday. Because Carl Winslow, who is the main character of the show, he's a black cop, he's got a black family, and his son gets racially profiled and pulled over by a white cop. And this scene, 30 years ago, still has a lot of power today. Take a listen. Say, did you happen to pull over a 77 Dodge Monaco? The driver was a black teenager. Yeah. Ran a stop sign was failure to signal. Whatever. Who are you, the activist on the force? No, I'm a father on the force, and that kid was my son. I can see you being upset and all, but hey, it was your kid that messed up, so don't try and take it out on me, all right? No, it's not all right. And do you know why it's not all right, Evans? Because I think that you rousted my son. No way. He fit the description of a carjacker we've been looking for. That will not cut Evans. Because I am familiar with all of the outstanding carjacking bulletins, and not one suspect even remotely resembles my son. Come on, give me a break. It's dark. It's a black guy. Oh, case closed. Lock him up. You know, bottom line, your kid was in the wrong part of town. The wrong part of town? Yeah. Oh, so what are you saying? That black kids aren't allowed in white neighborhoods. They wouldn't be there unless they were looking for trouble. And you better talk to your kid. He gave me a lot of lip. Is that why you made him get out of his car? Is that why you forced him to lie down? Is that why you cuffed him? Such. if your son had just told us he was a cop's kid, it would have been no problem. So what do you say? That you only harass black kids whose parents aren't cops? I didn't say that. You didn't have to say that. Because the point is that you two harassed my son because he's black. 
You can't prove that. There you go. Ooh. So a clip that was almost 30 years old sounds like a scene that could have been filmed yesterday. Oh, my God. Because it's still happening. Yes. So it gives it more power with the fact that this was 30 years ago, and Carl was talking about this issue of racial profiling 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. There was... Sh- I miss shows like Family Matters. Yeah, oh, when they actually gave good advice and showed you how to deal with problems, yes. And talked about issues that people were afraid to talk about and issues that were taboo mm-hmm. during very. that time. Because you got to think, this is 1993-ish, 4-ish. Oh. Very taboo. Very taboo to talk about racial profiling and things like that. Now, I've got one more audio to play, and this one comes from the Golden Girls. Okay. And I like this particular one because... Dorothy confronts her doctor Mm -hmm. who just shooed her away and dismissed her symptoms when she told her doctor she was really sick, but her doctor didn't give her enough attention Mm -hmm. or and didn't and acted like he didn't even care. And the reason I want to play this dark clip is because we all have been to the doctor. Yes. And we all know that when you go to the doctor it's not fun. No. You worry when when you are telling your doctor you have a problem, you have a health issue, you just hope that your doctor is a good enough doctor in person to take you serious. And, uh, be receptive. And, and be receptive to the things you're telling him instead of just shooing you away. Dismissing. So this might not be so much a dark moment. Maybe it is because it does remind you that doctors don't listen. But Dorothy confronts her doctor. Take a listen. I don't know where you doctors lose your humanity, but you lose it. You know, if all of you at the beginning of your careers could get very sick and very scared for a while, you'd probably learn more from that than anything else. You'd better start listening to your patients. They need to be heard. They need caring. They need compassion. They need attending to. You know, someday, Dr. Bud, you're going to be on the other side of the table. And as angry as I am, and as angry as I always will be, I still wish you a better doctor than you were to me. There you go. Boom. Boom. Now, there's more to this scene that led up to this conversation that got pretty dramatic, but for the sake of time, I shortened it and showed that. But I think that got the point across. Absolutely, it does. Amber, there's many, many more that I didn't play, but there's a couple that we won't have time to play. What about Eight Simple Rules when John Ritter died in real life, and they wrote that into the storyline on the show, Yes, and they had the family find out that he just collapsed going to get milk at the supermarket one morning. What about on the Archie Bunkers? Uh, It was called Archie Bunkers Place Mm -hmm. when his wife Edith died. Oh, my gosh. And Archie came home and talked to her slipper Uh and said, I just never had the chance to tell you I love you one more time. He said, you didn't have the right. You didn't have the right to leave me like you did. To leave me without letting me say I love you one more time. Did you see the episode where Edith, Mm -hmm. speaking of his wife that died, was attacked? Oh, my goodness. I think you made me watch that. Yes, was attacked by a potential rapist. Uh Yes, that was a dark moment. That was scary. Yes. and But it just goes to show you that TV sitcoms, even though for the most part, 98, 99% of the times they're lighthearted and fun, mm-hmm. it goes to show you that 
the two percent where they can be dark, they really oh, it's dark. They really go dark for it. Were there any TV sitcoms that I left off? That you can think of that had very dramatic dark moments. I mean, the Archie Bunker one is always one that sticks out. And then Roseanne again, when she finds out that Dan cheats on her. I looked for that. Oh my gosh. I looked for that. We could do a whole. We could do. We could do a whole segment. On dramatic Roseanne moments. Oh my gosh, yes. Because they always took it there. Yes. But, well, they made you think they were going to take it there a lot of the times. Like, you know, I think about Becky cutting the cheese. They built that up to be something huge, and it was her passing gas. Yeah. And then when they finally did break you off with something that was hard, it was hard. And even on Fresh Prince, like there's so many dramatic moments in, in that that I've noticed. There was the episode where Will gets shot yeah. at an ATM machine because he pushes Carlton out of the way. And then Carlton wants to get revenge and buys a gun and <laughs> wants to go look for the guy who did it. There's that. Uh, and, H- and, and Hillary's boyfriend, <laughs> fiance, dying. <laughs> They still made that funny because he died in the bungee accident. And then there is there is uh, the the episode in Fresh Prince where Carlton takes speed out oh. of Will's locker and yeah. takes it and almost overdoses Ooh. on it. Yes, very dramatic dark moments. But that, folks, are some of the darkest moments in sitcom history. I hope you enjoyed. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have to take another break. Stick with us. We still have lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Kentucky football now is 5-3 and three overall for the season because number three, Tennessee, cruised past number 19, Kentucky, in Knoxville this past Saturday to a 44-6 victory. Now, I expected Kentucky to go down in Knoxville to lose, but I did not expect... Kentucky to lose by that much. No excuse for that. Embarrassing, as a matter of fact. I thought we we were beyond that. Tennessee ended the game on a 37-0 run, holding Kentucky scoreless after the first quarter. What? What? Kentucky quarterback Will Levis was picked off three times, finishing with just 98 yards on 16 of 27 passing. And I've said this before, when Stoops don't have Will Levis, things go wrong. Will Levis had a terrible, terrible game. But we can't put this all on Will Levis. That's why it takes a coach to make adjustments and make changes to fix things when your quarterback ain't playing well. Tennessee remains undefeated, improving to an 8-0 record to extend its best start since 1998, and they will face unbeaten Georgia next Saturday. Now, I was very vocal on Twitter like I always am after a UK loss, and I said on my Twitter, I said, and you can follow me on The Adam Banks, I said, Stoops is now 2 and 
Let's see exactly what I said because I don't have my Twitter out in front of me. Seventy nine. I said Stoops is now two and eight, two and eight against Tennessee. I said maybe he will make up for it and become one and nine when he plays Georgia. You know what they say: tenth times a charm, which was just a little poke at the fact that tenth times not a charm. Third time is, but tenth time maybe you will beat him. It's ridiculous that we say that this man, the man who everybody wants to build a statue for, has only beaten Tennessee twice. And then it's it's I understand that you lost. And I'm not mad at you that you lost, Stoops. It's the fact that we lost by that much. I thought we were beyond those days. Any person we built a statue for don't need to be losing by 36 points. Anybody who gets praise and makes $8 million a year doesn't need to be losing by 36 points. I also said on my Twitter, Stoops makes way too much money to be losing like that. Losses happen. Losses happen all the time. It's just a part of the game. But the fact that you lose by that much is embarrassing. Now, I'm sure Stoops is going to have to make some adjustments. And when I say adjustments, he's going to have to fire people. I think he's learned in his career that if he don't fire people, they'll fire you. So you are going to have to fire somebody with a loss like that. Now, maybe you will redeem yourself and beat Georgia and become 1-9. I hope. I'm really hoping. It could happen. Kentucky could win out the rest of the year. I think that Kentucky will win against Missouri on Saturday. There is no excuse for them not to win on Saturday. So I'm expecting a win on Saturday against Missouri. You can watch that game on the SEC Network. It is another early one. It is a noon tip-off. So it will be interesting to actually see what happens there. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take Off the Cuff's Song of the Week break. And I have a uh, goodie. Amber, it's because of you that I am playing this song. It is by Flava Flav. (laughs) Unga, bunga, bunga. Enjoy the song. We'll be back. Bunga, bunga. Bunga, bunga, bunga. (laughs) Such a great... Great song. Flavor Flav, didn't he have his own reality show? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, boy. What was it called? Goldie, where you been? Wait, it was called something. Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love. Yeah. And wait, people competed to actually be in a relationship with Flavor Flav. I will 100% say that if Flavor Flav ever brings back Flavor of Love, I would go on it. <laughs> I want to love Flavor Flav. I mean, he was just looking for love. Hey. All the wrong places, though. He had it right over here the whole time. I felt like when reality TV was really going through their startup back in the 2000s, everybody was getting a reality show. Well... Yes, I never were. did watch it though. Oh my! It, now look, I'm leveling with you right now. It actually is a really good show. It kept my attention. I remember. Do you remember Tila Tequila? Yeah, she had one shot yeah. at love. Yeah, and she was bisexual. Well, so she had a shot at love with everybody. Well, I just thought bisexual because she was getting paid, so she you go on there and buy her love. <laughs> no. No, okay. No. I don't. Was it? I or is that just know. something you just said? That is just something I Okay, no. I was going to say, no, I know she was. 
I know she was bisexual. I watched that show just a little yeah. bit. But just a little bit? Yes. Oh, okay. But Amber Halloween was this past week. A lot of trick-or-treaters. Uh, how many did we have? I would say over 200. We definitely have, I would say over 210. What was, so Amber and I gave out candy. Uh-huh. I didn't want to deal with it at my house. <laughs> I gave it over at her house. Well, and I love it, so. Saw some cool costumes. We saw some great costumes. Disappointed, disappointed that I did not. I did not see any wrestlers. Not a wrestler in sight. But I'm happy to see that the legends of Halloween still make their way around. Michael Myers, Jason, mm-hmm. Freddy, Ghost Mask. You see all of those. We've seen a lot of the screams this year. Yes. I liked that. What was some of your favorite costumes you Oh, seen? my goodness. We had the, uh, the little boy dressed up from... Uh, the Little Rascals. The Little Rascals. That was cool. One of my favorite ones was this kid who had to be too old to be trick-or-treating. <laughs> had to be like 16. He His costume was an illusion. Yeah. And it looked like that an alien had him picked up and was carrying him around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it, he convinced me that that's what it looked like, but it was an illusion. Hey, he had us all convinced. It, and it was cool. Uh, I had a few kids get more candy than what they were supposed to. Hey, that one stone cold stared you down. And and well, he sized me up. He was going to fight you. He sized me up to see can I take this? Can I take this candy from this bow from this man and him <laughs> and him be able to take me? And he sized me up, looked me up and down, uh-huh. and then grabbed the candy out of the bow. Grabbed like three more bags. And exactly what he thought happened. Uh-huh. I didn't say nothing. I uh, just, what did you say? I just withered away like a little flower. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't say anything to him. What are you going to say, buddy? Bring it back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I let him have it. But I do love trick-or-treating. It's fun, and I, and I had a really good time. Well, we love it because we have, we've made it into a holiday that we always wanted it to be. Just us giving out candy to little kids, laughing at them. Yes, and it was a good time, and another Halloween is in the books. But ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We still have one more segment to go right here on Off the Cuff. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. The city of Lexington is holding general elections for the mayor, urban county council, coroner, county attorney, county clerk, county judge executive, county surveyor, sheriff, property Valuation Administrator, County Commission, Constables, Magistrates, Soil and Water, Conservation District, District Court Judges, and Circuit Court Judges, all on November the 8th, 2022. It is the general election. Now, we had the primary back in May, but now the general election across America is on November the 8th. It's Election Day. In America. Now, the primary, different states have different dates for when their primary election is, but the whole country votes on general election on the same day, which is November 8th. November the 8th on election day is very important. Getting out and going out and voting is very important. Do you plan on, Amber, going out and voting? Absolutely. On November the 8th. Now, 
I have not voted yet since I have been in my new home. Mm-hmm. And I've not, so I don't realize, I don't know where the pose is. Oh. So I got to figure out that, which always makes me anxious. Oof. But everybody needs to go out and vote. It is not your right, it is your duty. I've always said that. Now, I'm going to tell you, audience, why it's so important to go out and vote. Because elections, they have consequences. Every vote matters. Every vote matters. Now, this isn't a presidential election, and we know that presidential elections, they draw a more significant crowd, and they draw more significant attention. But most of the offices that are being ran this time around on this election day is your local offices. How important is it to be very careful with who you put in there for your mayor and your city council and and your local offices? Very important. Very important. If there's low turnout, that means that your important issues are not very important to you. So elections have consequences. Every vote matters. Why you think, oh, my vote don't matter. Whoever's going to win is going to win. If everybody had that mentality, then the numbers would be flawed. The right person didn't win. So get out and vote. Be a part of society. Don't just exist. Be a part of it. Number two, it's your right. Not voting is giving up your voice. Listen here. You are giving up your voice because we here in America, we went through a lot. Our ancestors, our people, our founding fathers went through a lot for the ability for you to even go out and vote. Now, here in America, at the age of 18, you are entitled to vote in federal and state elections. But the Constitution did not specifically say who could vote back in the 1800s. It was not until the 15th Amendment was passed in 1869 that black men were allowed to vote. But now black men can vote. But there's a lot of black people that still don't go out and vote. Why? You have a right now to do so. Women. Did you know that it was not until 1920 that women was not allowed to vote? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of women that don't go out and vote still. There was a time, ladies, that she wasn't even allowed to go and vote. Later, in 1971, the American voting age was lowered to 18. And guess what? There's a lot of 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds that don't go out and vote still. So the fact that... All of these laws have changed for you to go out and vote, and all these amendments have been revised and edited for you to go out and vote, and you still don't. You're giving up your right. You're giving up your voice. And I say this to anybody, any gender, any race, go out and vote. It is your duty to do so. It took many years of marching, protesting, and fighting for all of us to have the right to vote. So exercise your power to do so. Number three, it's your money. It's your money, folks. So these little taxes that all your local officials are raising and stuff, you have the power to vote on who gets in there to make those decisions. Number four, voting is an opportunity for change. You don't like who's in there? Guess who has the power to go and possibly change that? You do. So go out and do that. And finally, finally, the community depends on you. 
So, and we've got a couple days until election day. We're what, five days away from it? You need to be getting informed. You need to read up on the issues. You need to find out what's going on both locally and nationally. Get educated. Learn about what things need to be addressed. Get out and talk to people if you don't know. Talk to some people. Contact a candidate if you're on the fence of who to vote for and talk to them personally or talk to someone from their campaign personally. That will speak volumes if you actually get a hold of the actual candidate. That will actually speak a lot of volumes. Volunteer. You can work with outreach campaigns. You can volunteer and help people at the polls. You can help work the polls if you want. Be a part of society. I think it's so, so important. Absolutely. And plus, you get a sticker, and a lot of places give you free stuff if you've got that sticker on. Yes. (laughs) There's the bang for you, bud. And I've always said this. If you don't go out and vote, if you do not go out and vote, you have no right to argue and complain about anything that's going on in the country that you live in if you didn't go out and vote. Now, if you did vote... You can complain all you want (laughs) because you actually went out there and voted. Yeah. I mean, I'm vocal usually with who I vote for and Mm -hmm. who I don't. And usually when the person that I don't want, when when the person that I voted for don't win, I'm usually very vocal about the policies that he or she puts in place. And I'm like, well, you can't blame me. (laughs) But at least I went and and voted. Now, if you're somebody who didn't go out and vote, then I don't want to hear your opinion because you didn't go out and vote. My point is, I'm not yelling at you. I'm not preaching to you. I'm just reminding how important it is to go out and do that. I'm especially excited in my home county of Knott County to see who wins that county judge executive seat. That's going to be interesting. What's hilarious is Amber's old stepdaddy. Is running. He ain't my stepdad. Well, your mom's old husband. Look now, you can tell. I mean, what do you you call can that? tell we're Eastern Kentucky right now. That's my brother's daddy. <laughs> so your mom used to be married to him, right? Yes. Well, I think when they were younger teenagers. Yeah, way before I came into the picture, Tracy's older than me. Gotcha. Yeah, but that's not my stepdad. <laughs> that is still. <laughs> that is still funny. Uh huh. That your mom's ex-husband could be the county judge executive. I think it's hilarious. Yes, it's going to be a close one. It will be. It will be a close one. I'm always interested to see who wins in local elections. Local elections, you talk about drama. A lot of it. Yes. It's been interesting. It has been interesting. I've there's been so much um, I bet there's been so much beer passed out you would make your head spin I, all I'll say is I have not seen as much drama as I have any other year <laughs> than this year this year has been like nobody came to play now you, local politics get just as dirty as the national politics oh, do yeah. dirtier maybe even dirtier uh, yeah. how many black top driveways do you think were promised this election uh, how many ton of gravel or a ton of gravel. Yeah, huh? Yeah. How many jobs were promised? Uh, how many Milwaukee's best were passed around? <laughs> how many $20 bills <laughs> were, were passed around? You see that all the time happening in local elections. That's just a part of it. Uh, it, it is illegal. I mean, it, and it's factual. We aren't just making things up. These are factual things that have happened in our county. We've had uh, representatives, not rep- I guess not representatives, but politicians go to 
federal prison. Several politicians. Yeah, so we are not making this up. Two of our big politicians went to prison. Oh, yeah. And say what you want to about them. I thought they were pretty daggone good county judge executives when they had the office. I'd vote for both of them again if I was there. I would, too. Both of them. But here's what gets me. Here's what gets me. Donnie Newsom went to jail. Mm-hmm. He was the county judge executives. He was busted for vote buying. He went to jail. But he ran again for office. How was that legal? Uh, it. I have no clue. I thought that if you went to federal prison, you couldn't run for office. Yeah. But he sure did. You thought wrong. <laughs> he ran again. You were misinformed. He didn't win, but he ran. I would have voted for him if I could have. I still have my Donnie Newsom for County Judge Executive shirt. That's a national treasure. Keep it. It is. I cut the sleeves off, but I still wear Why'd it. Why'd you make a cut off? Because I'm from Knott County. <laughs> That's why I made a cut off. But Election Day around the globe, or around the globe, around the country, is November the 8th. And go out and do that. Ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up another episode of Off the Cuff Without a Banks. You can listen to all of our previous episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever major podcasting platforms are. You can follow the show on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can follow the co-host on social media at Ambu447. You can follow me, the host, on social media at The Adam Banks. We release new episodes every Thursday from 4 to 5 right here on WLXU 93.9 FM, which means we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Ember Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you down the road. Yeah.